You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Hey, there's the music. That means it's time for Animal Talk. Some of the best doggone pet people on the planet, like our buddy Brian Donovan. He's an animal behaviorist and dog trainer. Hanging out with us, Matt Fox, having fun, and of course, Sam Nork pushing the buttons. My name is Jamie Flanagan, just trying to make sure everybody has a good time. Today on Animal Talk, we are taking it back. It is an Animal Talk Rewind, and we're going to roll back to, oh, God, 2003. It's going to be uh, March 16th, which is uh, the day before St. Patrick's Day, and, uh, well, we have a little St. Patrick's Day shenanigans in store for you, talking about your pets, what they do to you, what you do to them, and how everybody kind of meets in the middle. Uh, interesting chat about nudicles. <laughs> it's, uh, it, is, it is exactly what you think. Crazy shenanigans is what's on store for you. In this episode of Animal Talk Rewind, you are going to hear Mark Hannes. You're going to hear Donna, our dog trainer. And then you're also going to hear uh, Dr. Mark Allsager. He's there with us as well, helping us chit-chat about nudicles and then helping people with their pets. You can always find us online, animaltalkradio.com, and then all the social medias are just simply Animal Talk Radio, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Find us there and uh, do us a favor, uh, leave a comment wherever you uh, download the podcast, right? Like, subscribe, leave a happy little smiley face comment. We generally, truly uh, appreciate you taking the time with us and hanging out, and uh, those comments, they really help. So just uh, say hey. Put a little smiley face down there for us. And, uh, well, here we go. It's time for some St. Patrick's Day shenanigans and Animal Talk. Please stay. Okay, I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) It's not morning. It hasn't been for a... 1-800-738-1886 is the number to call. 1-800-PET-1886. If you have a fish with Popeye... Give me a call. <laughs> or if you get the fish with olive oil. I, get you. <laughs> I like oh. him in olive oil, actually. Kinda. Okay, n- not, not, not the same kind of fish, Jamie. <laughs> Sorry. Or if you have a ball python that's just wrapped up in a ball and can't get out of himself, give us a call. Because I'm Mark the Animal Hannes, and I can help you with that. And sitting across from me is... Mark Allsager, Mr. Doctor. <laughs> <laughs> That's a new title. It's kind yes. of like Major General. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Mr. Doctor. And sitting to my left is the Donna. lovely and talented... Donna Blummel, and I'll be here to answer dog training questions. That's Mistress Donna. Yes. <laughs> Don't forget that part. That's right. Yes, dear. <laughs> I like that whip. 1-800-738-1886. Let's go to the phone. Oh Ruth in Iowa. What can we do for you today, Ruth? We've got a problem. We've got two problems. Last summer, we were given two black shepherd, black, oh, now I can't say it, anyway, on a farm, and um, they were starving, their bones were all showing, ah. so of course we put out food for them right away. Um, now it's been months, we still can't touch them. We can, we can pet the face of one, but not the other. They come and they wag their tails, and they're very friendly to us, except we can't touch them. Uh, They eat it. You know, we feed them every day. 
we really don't want them. We, we're older. We'd like to choose uh, our last dog for ourselves, you know. And, um, but we can't take them into the vet. We can't take them into uh, the animal rescue or anything because we can't get a hold of them. And find out who rents the have-a-heart traps. What they are is they're large live traps. They're basically a cage that comes in, and when it picks up the food, the cage door shuts, and then you're able to transfer. Have a heart traps. Have a heart. I wish I had known to call you earlier. Well, mm-hmm. see, that when you call us, we know everything. Better late, <laughs> but it's better late than yes. never. And well, then we- what we can do is take these, these animals down to the local shelter, and then they can evaluate them and find out whether – they can be rehabilitated to be in a family or not. Because obviously if these dogs have been feral for a long period of time, they may not be fit to be companions inside a home. Well, I don't think they could do without each other, you know. um, Right. They were treated that way together, so they're used to each other. And they're hunting dogs. I wish that hunters could come and, and work with them and take them, you know, but... Uh, when we have hunters on the farm, there's no, they hide, you know, right, tail certainly. between their legs. Um. Well, that's why I suggest really try the have a heart traps, Ruth. That should help a lot. Okay. G- give give your local um, animal shelter a call. They should know where to find those. Okay. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for calling. Mm-hmm. 1-800-738-1886 is the number to call. Jack, or Jack calling from Oregon. Welcome to Animal Talk. Yeah, hi, Jack's the name over here. Yeah, it's nice and rainy over here. I don't know what it is like over here. Actually, at, it was anyway. it was sunshiny today here and warm in Michigan, which is unusual. Oh, especially this time of year. Unusual. Anyway, uh, what got I got to get it. You couldn't get this pill down his cat's throat. Well, our vet gave us a clue. Okay, and uh, sometimes we have a, a, a very about a fourteen pound Bengal cat. You know, those spotted guys. Oh, absolutely. He is. He. he you, you would not believe how strong this cat is. Anyway, here's what you do. The vet showed us how to do this. He cuts off a syringe to the point where it's the size of the pill. Okay? It's called a, like we call it a pill popper. Then what you do is you, you squat down on the ground and you fold your legs and back so that he can't back through you. Okay? Then you wrap a towel around his front paws because he'll try to paw your hand away from his mouth. Then you force his mouth open, put it in as far as you can, and you pop the pill down. And it's a trick with this cat. But the thing is, we do it. <laughs> yeah, they what they've done is just made a pill gun for you, which are actually yeah, well, commercially you, available yeah, you also. Take a, you take a syringe, you know, just like a hypodermic syringe, sure. and you cut it down to the size of a pill or the opening, and then, then so that way it goes into his mouth, and it and when it pops, it goes to the back of his throat. Because usually, what they what they sell you to uh, when it, what comes with every set of pills for cat is a first aid kit for humans. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's that's what you need. Well, fortunately, this one we, we that's why you wrap a towel around the uh, wrap a towel around his front legs so that. He, he can't attack you. Well, I tell you what. Thanks a lot, Jack. That's a great suggestion. Well, uh, hopefully you have just passed that along. Oh, good. We appreciate it, my friend. Thanks for okay. calling. Yeah, bye. 1-800-738-1886. 1-800-PET-1886. By the way, the next five callers they call get free piggles. What a pig ear wishes it could be. It's a treat that looks like a pig ear. It's shaped like a pig ear, and it is made with real pork. 
but it is not a pig ear, so you don't end up with salmonella and all those other nasty things. So we're going to give free samples of piggles here on Animal Talk at 1-800-738-1886, 1-800-PET-1886. Slower, right? Yes. 1-800-738-1886. Here at Animal Talk in the Animal America Radio Network. <laughs> give free samples of uh, do us a favor uh, leave a comment wherever you download the podcast right like subscribe leave a happy little smiley face comment We generally, truly uh, appreciate you taking the time with us and hanging out. And, and uh, those comments, they really help. So just uh, say, hey, put a little smiley face down there for us. And uh, well, here we go. It's time for... Some St. Patrick's Day shenanigans and animal talk. Animal talk, St. Patty's Day. Okay, I'm done. One eight hundred seven three eight. 1886 is the number to call. By the way, the next five people to call will get a free sample of Piggles, the dog treat that is going to replace pig ears for your dog. Very healthy and great tasting. I've tried them. They're not bad. <laughs> Dogs don't know it's not a pig ear. <laughs> they, they, it tastes as good as a pig ear to a dog. They did, they did the palatability studies and all that kind of stuff. 1 800 738 1886. Don't forget, you can also email us at questions at animaltalkradio.com. Every treat we give out on this show, you've tried though. If you won't try a treat yourself, why would you give it to your dog? That's true. It's the yeah. same thing with the training collars. Oh. I have not put a training collar on my dog that I wouldn't use on myself first. <laughs> okay, that's bark okay. Never, yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah, no. yeah, yeah, bark, yeah. I've I've actually felt the shock that a bark collar gives on the highest setting. I need a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> I need a vi- I need videos. Yeah. No videos ever uh, taken. Sorry. Explains those little marks on her neck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and here we thought of. All right, hey, let's go to the phones. Let's go to John. John, welcome to Animal Talk. Hi there. Hey, John, um, what can we do you for? I, I love, love listening to this show. Well, thank um, you. I, I, of course I do. Um, actually, I'm a, uh, an individual. I'm in my late 40s. I'm single. And uh, some folks a couple years ago thought that I needed a, a pet. So they brought me a miniature dachshund. <laughs> and, and she is just uh, delightful. She's, I know it sounds strange, but she is just the greatest little animal. Um, she was real difficult. Uh, to house train. Uh, I worked a lot with her trying to get her potty trained. And I would say even now she just uh, turned two. She does occasionally have uh, an accident. My question for you, actually just two short ones. First one is is that when I get ready for work, as soon as she hears the shower go, go on, uh, she, I think, starts getting this anxiety built up mm-hmm. with her. 
And if I leave her out and I'm in the shower, I don't care if it's the size of a dime or she's been outside or whatever, she will try to manage just to leave me a little accident by saying, you know, hey, you're leaving. Thought you'd like to see this. <laughs> um, I think it's crappy of you leaving, so I'll... Thought I'd... You're going to have to stick around at least a few more minutes to clean this up. <laughs> That's right. You have, you have some, something to clean up. And I, and I I guess, I don't know if, the, if dogs get back. I guess I look at it as maybe it's, you know, it's separation it, anxiety. Yes. Or, yeah, it, it is separation anxiety. They are not spiteful. They do not have the capacity to be spiteful. I know that's a lot of people will tell me, oh, my dog, he's just so stubborn. He does this or my dog gets into the garbage as soon as I leave the house just to show me that I shouldn't have left. And, and that's not the case. They're not that way. They love us. They're pack animals. We're their well, pack. They want to yeah. be with us. So and separation I, and I anxiety she does, is it. She looks when I come out, she looks just very, very guilty <laughs> that, that she's done that. And, and uh-huh. I guess I, I, I'd like just a little input on that. And then the mm-hmm. second one is, is um, because I am single, I live by myself, I do put her in a, in a kennel. Mm-hmm. Now, she runs in and gets in it just fine. I leave Good. her treat. She's not happy about it, but she does do it. Um, our dog's okay in that, and but I always come home at lunchtime, you know. She's oh. basically about four hours she's in there, oh. and I come home at lunch. and then Your dog has got it made. <laughs> oh, but she is. She's just a wonderful little animal. She really Ooh. is. She's She's got it made. Most people should be so lucky to be able to come home on their lunch hour and, and are, let their dog out. I mean, she's that's wonderful. Are, do they feel okay in the, in the kennel? Versus, Absolutely. I would love to let her stay out. Well, but, uh, at this point, can. you know she you, you can't trust her yet. And yeah. it does become an anxiety thing. She knows your morning pattern. So that's why when she hears the shower, she starts to get a little anxious and things start to, she knows you're going to be leaving soon. So at those times when, because she knows what your pattern is, what you're going to do is you're going to put her in the crate while you're in the shower, while you're doing your morning routine. She's already had her morning with you. You've taken her outside. She's had her morning meal. And you've played with her for maybe five, 10 minutes, and now you're going to go about your morning routine. While you're going about your morning routine, she is going to be in that crate. The best toy, there's a couple really great toys that you can use in the crate. One of them is called a Kong. Are you familiar with that? No, I'm not. Okay. It almost looks like a a thing of kids' stack rings, and it's got a hole in the bottom of it. I'm sorry, you said kids' what? Stack rings. It's like it's cone-shaped. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. And, and it's got a hole in the bottom. All and right. what you're going to do is you're going to take a little bit of peanut butter. And this is a very small amount. This is not packing that sucker full. <laughs> you want to okay. make sure you only use a little bit. And you're going to coat the inside of that with peanut butter, and you're going to freeze it overnight. So that becomes okay. the morning ritual. She gets that Kong when she goes in the crate while you're going about your morning routine. The other really great crate toy um, is Busy. Busy pet toys. Busy ball, right. The busy balls. Those are incredible. And what those are is a plastic ball that has a hole in it that you can put cookies in. And she can move around that cookie, that ball, and cookies drop out occasionally. It stimulates her, keeps her occupied, and it also gives her a positive experience while you're gone. So she's going to You know know what's going to happen, don't you, John? Pretty soon she's going to say, are you leaving yet? Yeah, I want that. I want that toy. Um, special crate toys. It's great that you're giving her a treat to encourage her to go into that cookie. That also makes it positive. But now we need to stimulate her in a, in a better way. The the busy balls are the a really good way to do it, and so are the Kongs. Um, both of those products are are out there on the market available. 
Um, that should help cut down the stress of you leaving. That's going to almost make her excited for you to go, just like Mark said. When are you leaving? I want that toy. Well, I, feel, I feel better about that. Do you think she'll get to the point where I can just leave her out? Eventually, or, with time. Or, but, you know, it doesn't really matter because dogs sleep 80% of their life. Right. When, when you're gone, she's sleeping most oh, of the time. Oh, absolutely. I mean, my, yeah. my dogs are up when I'm up with them. The rest of the time, they're asleep. I can, yeah. you know, they're... I'm not home. They're just zonking out waiting for that ball time when I get home. Um, But as far as keeping her in the crate for the rest of her life, I'll tell you, I have a seven-year-old and a three-year-old, and they are still crated to this day. They love it. If I take their crates away, they get upset. They love it. This is their bedroom. This is, there's nothing wrong with it. Nothing at all. She definitely has a sucker with me. I mean, she mm-hmm. does have a sucker. But she's she's that, got that, you trained. <laughs> that's that's fine too. She's a, she's a great uh, great friend. So good. Well, well, I love your show and thanks yeah. for the advice. And I'll, right. I'll look for those. Those are right. those are great things. Let's put you on hold, John. Yeah, John, get actually, you. John, there's one more avenue you could explore. You could stop taking showers. <laughs> well, and then my, eventually, my, your coworkers would make you work from home. So my only other know. thing is that she has to come in with. But we're not there yet. Right. Okay, John, that's another call to another show. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. All right, John, we'll put you on hold so we can get you your pickles. One eight hundred seven three eight one eight eight six one eight hundred pet eighteen eighty six. Four more pickle samples to give away. So pick up the phone and give us a call. We also. Uh, would like you to uh, go ahead and email us at questions at animaltalkradio.com. Speaking of questions, let's do an email, Donna. Oh, I was waiting for him to do the four. Uh, uh, uh. Oh. <laughs> well, You're I... slacking over there. <laughs> okay, there are four more samples of pickles to give away. Yeah, four. Uh, uh. Okay, there we go. There we go. <laughs> I feel better now. Every time, every time we say a number, you say it, and it, I was it, just waiting ex- for it. If you expect it, though, it's just not as fun. <laughs> I know, but there are new listeners out there every day. Because remember, oh, nobody remember. expects the Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, All right, email time. I have no idea what that means, but I thought I'd say it. Yeah. Okay, Okay. let's do it. All right. There is no thing except for... Just Dear Animal Talk. A question? Yes. (laughs) Dear Animal Talk. Congratulations, Skippy. You've got mail. I have a cat that is about a year and a half old. She has recently started pushing her water dish across the floor, creating a wet floor. Is there a way to make her stop that? Or is there some reason she's doing that? Well, Doc, I mean, I'm not a behaviorist, I'm not a vet, but I thought a heavier water bowl would probably work, or one with a non-skid burn. 1886 is the number to call. I'll say that slowly now. 1-800-738-1886. We are still, we still have three more. Three. More samples of pickles to give away. (laughs) Chris calling from Nebraska. Chris, welcome to Animal Talk. What can we do to you today? I mean, for you. I've got uh, three rats, and two of them are just fine, but, you know, and I take them out, you know, and I hold them every day and play with them and whatnot. But, like, the third one, who I recently got from a uh, pet store, uh, she likes to, you know, I'll play with them, and then they'll get really, she'll get really hyperactive, and she'll run around and just start biting me. I'm like, uh, no, that's bad. <laughs> Well, that is a bit unusual for rat, but but it sounds like that right. it was a, a you know, um, a lot of times when you get rodents, especially from a pet store situation, they could have just been a part of a, a breeding program. They may have actually been purchased as feeder rats, okay. and they be in, end up bought as pets. Um, I must admit, buying a rat from a breeder 
mm-hmm. is going to be a better chance of the the rat being socialized, not guaranteed, yeah, but a better chance. And it, it just it's it's really a a fine line. Mm-hmm. I guess it depends on every animal. I don't know whether it it's does. a breeder, or a story. It's kind of the luck it, of the draw. Well, it, it could yeah. also be the this particular rat. <laughs> is it a male or a female? Uh, all, of, all of mine are, are females. The first two I got from uh, the Humane Society, they were up for adoption. And then the uh, uh, la- this last one I got from the pet store. Boy, I, I tell you, what, I, I'm, to be honest with you, I'm kind of at a loss to do what to do for you a know, rat I'll, that bites. I don't know how to do correction. I'll tell you how to give a good correction. That doesn't come from your hands. Because mm-hmm. I, I know that the natural instinct is to want to just... Right in the nose. Flick them yeah. right there in the nose. Uh, but if you do that, then you're going to make them very hand shy. She's not going to want to come up and, and acknowledge that. you know, Because yeah. you have to understand from her perspective, the very first thing she's seeing is the hand coming at her. Yeah. <laughs> she, yeah. They don't always associate <laughs> hand yeah, hand attached to rest of body. Um, takes them a while to, to figure that one out. Um, but one of the, the quickest is giving them a little puff of air. If you're holding her in your hands and her, her head is away from you... And and she's nibbling on your finger, you can just give her a little quick, just a little puff of air. Just, yeah, yeah, just real quick. Um, and and then you can give her some sort of treat or praise or something like that. Okay. Um, but really, the, the puff of air is usually enough to get them to kind of, kind of, you know, whoa, what what was that? What's going on? What, um, yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's no, what I, like when I, when I introduced her into the cage, because they all three share the same cage, mm-hmm. I, I used, you know, we had some problems with uh, her and... Uh, the dominant female that mm-hmm. was already in there, you know, fighting. So I used a, uh, a squirt bottle, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. a misting bottle yep. that I could use for tanning. And yep. I'd be like, squirt, you know, when they'd start fighting, I'd just squirt them both. And they'd look at me and go, gee, thanks. <laughs> and go sit in the corner for a little bit. Right. And th- th- you can do the same thing. The puff of air works the same way. You may not always have the squirt bottle handy. So knowing that you can just give her a quick little burst of, of air, um, you can also smack uh, or snap your fingers. Do something with the other hand near around okay. her that's going to kind of take her attention away from that. Okay. So away yeah, from the biting. Yeah, a few times I've gotten like bitten in the ear and the nose and it's just like, mm-hmm. What What she's going to start to associate is every time the mouth touches anything you don't want her to, she's going to get some sort of a correction. But with a rat, obviously, we can't do anything too harsh. Yeah. And yeah. and no just doesn't get the job done with these guys. So, <laughs> um, you know, they just don't seem to respond to that. So you have to do something that's going to kind of deter their attention away from something else. Okay. Alrighty. One of the other things that you might want to look at, as far as a um, a uh, a place to go, a website to go to, is the ratlady.com. Uh-huh. Because she, Debbie DuCummins, who's been on our show as a guest a number of times, is just uh, there. There's nothing about the about rats that she does not know. Okay. She's the uh, she's fanatical. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, that's a word. Uh, but but she really she she, uh, she is the world's foremost authority on rats so you may want to check her out as well because she'll be able to give you a lot of good information uh there's a a couple of very good rat um online communities on yahoo as well and sometimes these online communities these posting groups chat rooms the chat rooms you get okay thank (laughs) you he didn't want to say that (laughs) (laughs) chat rooms you get a lot of good information Uh, and and some place to go plus it gives you a chance to uh commune with other rat lovers all righty all right, hey, we appreciate your call. Thanks a lot, Chris. We're going to put you on hold and get your get you your sample of pickles. Okay. 
One eight hundred. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, a rat will eat anything. Oh yeah, they will. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> you kidding? Uh, you, it, that was one of those times where you spoke before you thought about it. <laughs> I, I mean, you're talking about something that's made out of wheat and pork. Yeah. I think yeah. that rats yeah. will definitely eat that. One eight hundred seven three eight one eight eight six. Two more samples of pickles left to go. One eight hundred seven three eight one eight eight six is the number to call. Don't forget, you can also email us at questions at animaltalkradio.com. You're listening to Mark, Mark, and Donna here on Animal Talk on the IE America Radio Network. No, that wasn't a hair lip dog. There's actually Dr. Mark Halsager and me. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> that, that, that's the sound a hair lip dog makes. Mark, yeah, yeah. Mark, Mark, Mark. Oh, fine. 1 800 738 1886. Jamie, do you ever feel like neglected? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> you listen to Animal Talk here on the IE America Radio Network. When I get home. Um, but as far as keeping her in the crate for the rest of her life, I'll tell you, I have a seven-year-old and a three-year-old, and they are still crated to this day. They love it. If I take their crates away, they get upset. This is their bedroom. This it's is. Terrible. There's nothing wrong with it. Nothing well, she at does, all. She, she definitely has a sucker with me. I mean, she mm-hmm. does have a sucker. But she's she's that, got that, you trained. <laughs> that's that's fine too. She's a, she's a great uh, great friend. So good. Well, well, I love your show and yeah. thanks for the advice. And I'll, right. I'll look for those. Those are right. those are great things. Let's put you on hold, John. Yeah, John, get actually, you. John, there's one more avenue you could explore. You could stop taking showers. <laughs> well, and then my, eventually, my, your coworkers would make you work from home. The other thing is, that she has to come in with. But... <laughs> okay, John, that's another call to another show. <laughs> Thank you. All right, John, we'll put you on hold so we can get you your pickles. One eight hundred seven three eight one eight eight six one eight hundred pet eighteen eighty six. Four more pickle samples to give away. So pick up the phone and give us a call. We also uh, would like you to uh, go ahead and email us at questions at animaltalkradio.com. I'm speaking of questions. Let's do an email. Him to do the four. Uh, uh, uh. Oh. <laughs> Why is You're slick. Okay, there are four more samples of pickles to give away. Yeah, four. Uh, uh. Okay, there we go. There we go. <laughs> I feel better now. Every time, every time we say a number, you sing for it. If you expect it, though, it's just not as fun. <laughs> I know, but there are new listeners out there every day. Because remember, oh, nobody remember. expects the Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> All right, email time. I have no idea what that means, but okay, let's do it. All right. There is no thing except for in programs. This is the Tristana. Yes. Just dear animal talk. A question? Yes. <laughs> dear animal talk. Congratulations, Skippy. You've got mail. I have a cat, half old. She has recently started You know there are times when you come across things in the news and come across new pet products that they demand to be talked about on radio. And this is one product that definitely demand that. It is Nudicles. And we, and we have Greg Miller, who is the creator, inventor, and chief operating officer of Nudicles. Just, just the thought of it. <laughs> Greg, welcome to Animal Talk. How are you doing? Thank you very much. Yes, neutering is traumatic. It's traumatic for the pet. It's traumatic for its owner. I think every guy that's ever had a dog or a cat and taken in to get neutered, you're going, the whole drive there, you're going, dude, I'm so sorry. Dude, I'm so sorry. Some pet owners don't care. Some do. And nudicles are for the truly caring pet owner, where neutering is traumatic. And it is a concern. And some people care, some don't. But above all, you know, 
spay or neuter to help control pet overpopulation in our country. And plus, there's there's so many other medical problems that can take place, right, Doctor? A dog that is intact opens his, himself up Absolutely. to a world of, of, of cancer and other things that just aren't necessary. Can- cancers of uh, around the rectum, cancers of the prostate, the thickening and, or enlargement of the prostate. There's no reason not to neuter unless it truly is an animal being used as a stud for breeding purposes. And, and a breeder is somebody who's truly trying to improve the breed, not just, yes. yeah, not just having puppies for the sake of having puppies, because it's a wonderful they experience. They're so cute. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's a lot of them in every animal shelter in the country. Yeah. And we, we mm-hmm. want to try to keep th- that number down to a dull roar. And, for the, there, and it is true, it is guys more than women who will feel that to neuter your dog and to leave him so he doesn't look manly anymore really bothers them, man. It bothers them a lot. I mean, we're we're joking about it, but seriously. Every veterinarian has dealt with this in his practice. The the wife wants to get the dog neutered, and And the the husband's like, (laughs) you know, just... Just appalled at the thought. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to take my dog for a walk and have him look like a girl. And they really feel that way, especially if they're getting into uh, some of the breeder or more macho dogs, shepherds, and uh, those kind of things in the pit bulls. This is the perfect answer is the nudicles. Because you can have all the benefits of a dog being neutered and not have any of the cosmetic problems. I, that's why you created them, wasn't it, Greg? Absolutely. And the main thing is, you know, a lot of people kind of freak out and think that maybe they're not safe. But they are safe. We irrevocably warrant uh, the, uh, the pet owner's happiness with the product for the life of the pet. In fact, every nudicled pet is insured for $2 million against any type of complications. And wow. our complications have been extremely remote. Maybe one out of, oh gosh, uh, one out of maybe 5,000, you know, and that's just because it's a hyperactive pet and it runs and jumps and plays right after surgery and, and there's a risk of some fluid buildup that may occur, but it's you know, very easily corrected. Yeah, but I mean, that maybe 50 cases out of 100,000 pets wow. where that has occurred. So, uh, it's and it so occurs safe. in dogs that... Don't you know you don't put any implants in with the original equipment, right? Yes, well, so. <laughs> there's you know, post uh neutering or post operative swelling is common, but when the nudicles are there, it can kind of exaggerates the you know situation anyway. But I mean, I'm talking cases where the pet is so hyper running, jumping, playing, you know, right after surgery, and that fluid buildup can you know cause some concern, but it's uh, complications have been limited to only that, and it's again very easily corrected. But, uh, you know, we've done 100,000 pets and maybe 50, uh, you know, we've had that. So even if your pet is hyper, chances are that won't even occur. We want it to be 100, you know, I mean, not even the whisper of a problem in any regard. And even the little swelling uh, problems are, are a concern to well, us. I, I tell you, Greg, as I'm sitting here in front of me, I have one, two, three, four, five different models. They come in everything to what I would say looks like mouse size. Shouldn't it be an even number? Well, we have in our silicon model, uh, I sent, I believe, the polypropylene nudical original, right. which is a kind of a glorified plastic. Uh, we have our new solid silicon model. And I have one of those, too. Yeah, are... that's, that was the one that I just sent. It's discolored. It was kind of a one that's been sitting around. I, you know, we, we can't send an actual <laughs> silicon one. But, uh, you know, that will give you an idea of the feel. But in our silicon range, we have like eight sizes now, as wow. opposed to five in the Nudical original. We do custom molding so we can recreate your pet's testicle in exact size now. 
Wow. Okay. And it's not just for you know dogs and cats. It's for horses. So, so there's and bulls. a do you custom housing with detailing? Okay, this whole thing is turning into cars. <laughs> yeah, and, we, and incredibly, we've even got a new model uh, coming out. It's called the Nudical ID, and I've never mentioned it to any other media. It's that new. It's uh, you you've heard it here first, folks. But what we're doing is implanting the microchip oh. into the nudical. Mm-hmm. Really? And it's going to be called the nudical ID. Uh, there's a so that means you got to pick your dog up and pass his hmm, over the scanner. Well, if it's the, not I like, love it. It's not like Kmart where there's a little scanner <laughs> slide thing well, you know, here. Oh, you know, come on. You've, you've taken little, away my fun. No, you've got a little... Wand? A wand. A or gun? A, we have one that kind of looks like a, a megaphone almost, and, and you can wave it over. Okay. Well, they, they, and because of, I understand the migration problem mm-hmm. associated with sticking it right behind the neck, it can end up really anywhere in the pet. Yep. And by putting it directly into the nudicle, they scan the pet anyway. I understand at, you know, at shelters, you mm-hmm. know, they scan the entire pet, and it can definitely be picked up you know, through the uh, nudicle. So we're wow. going to make that as an option. That's you know, a whole. That's got a whole James Bond thing to it. No, I Isn't that neat? It's the world's first implant yeah. within an implant. That's and, wonderful. Uh, you know, if if a dog should become lost, uh, <laughs> at least they'll know where it's at in the pet's body, as opposed to anywhere on the body. Now, along with that, uh, putting the chip in, then have you guys uh, thought about? Some sort of telltale mark on the animal. I mean, I do know that the shelters do scan the animals everywhere, but um, maybe one day the person in charge of scanning doesn't think to go that low. Is there some kind of other identification mark? Not really. Hmm. And well, that that's concerning. Uh, yeah. We you know we suggest you know you put it on the pet's tags. Right. But uh, the worst-case scenario, and this has never, ever, ever happened to our knowledge, and believe, I think we would hear about it if it did happen, but the worst-case scenario would be should the dog become lost and should the, you know, the scanning new process owner fail. You know, pick up the dog and run out and have the pet neutered again. It wouldn't be, you know, it, it wouldn't be fatal to the pet, and boy, would that veterinarian be surprised. <laughs> but, you know, the worst-case scenario would be, you know, uh, an unnecessary surgery, but mm-hmm. it wouldn't be life-threatening or that expensive should that occur. So it's never happened to our knowledge, and I hope it never does. Or oh, you huh. got some crazy vet writing about the calcification. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like silicone. <laughs> You know, the whole thing with having a, this microchip is, gives a whole new vision of the shoe phone from Get Smart for Your Dog, doesn't it? It's, I'm well, sorry, I can't, I can't help it. With our chip will be the fact that it won't have just, it won't be limited to 40 characters of copy like the uh, all the other chips have. The Nudical ID chip will have enough copy to like equal to 100 pages of medical history that you can include on this chip that will be readily available to whoever, whoever scans it. And so, you know, you could put the pet's entire history, everything, and it, you know, page after page after huh. page, and not just 40 characters of type, but thousands, hundreds of thousands of characters of so, type. So the, the scanners that you guys are using, is that the same that they would be having anywhere else? Then? I believe so, okay. and there's a little bit of confusion, and we really haven't decided on the, on the scanner that will be used, but, you know, it's... it's uh, we haven't completely decided, no. Well, I'll tell you what, Greg, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back here on Animal Talk on the IE America Radio Network. And we're talking to Greg Miller, the creator, the mastermind behind Nudicles. 
Greg, these are, uh, I tell you what, this has been a truly fun show. You've made this a very fun St. Patrick's Day. Well, we wanted Super. to come out with green nudicles. <laughs> <laughs> we thought, well, it's only, what vet's going to install nudicles on Sunday anyway? So maybe we'll do that next year on a Monday. There you go. Greg, thank you so much for being with us oh, again. my pleasure. The website is nudicles.com, N-E-U. T-I-C-L-E-S, nudicles.com. We'll have a link on our website at animaltalkradio.com. We'll put that up so that you can check it out. And uh, please uh, let your vet know when you're going to go take him, take your dog to be neutered. Or call us toll-free or email us, and we'll, we'll uh, provide a list of a participating clinic in your neighborhood. We have over, good golly, 9,200 clinics worldwide, and we can send you to a vet that's experienced you know, right in your own neighborhood. Just call us. And that's it. Greg, thank you so much for oh, being with thank us. thank you. Have a great evening. Oh, you too. Take care. We've got about 30 seconds left in this first hour of our Animal Talk St. Patrick's Day party. And we'll be back we'll be for back another hour. More. So, Ruth, hang on. We'll be glad to answer your questions. We go open line. <laughs> oh, Ruth goodness. in Iowa. What can we do for you today, Ruth? Well, we've got a problem. We've got two problems. Last <laughs> summer, we were given two black shepherd. Black. Hmm. No, I can't say it. Anyway, we came home one day, and two puppies had been left off here. Okay. Uh, we live on a farm. And um, they were starving. Their bones were all showing. Uh. So, of course, we put out food for them right away. Um, now it's been months. We still can't touch them. We can, we can pet the face of one, but not the other. They come, and they wag their tails, and they're very friendly to us, except we can't touch them. Uh, they eat it, you know, we feed them every day. We really don't want them. We, we're older. We'd like to choose uh, our last dog for ourselves, you know. And um, But we can't take them into the vet. We can't take them into uh, the animal rescue or anything because we can't get a hold of them. May uh, I make a suggestion? Yes, please. Call down to the local um, shelter and find out who rents the have-a-heart traps. What they are is they're large live traps. They're basically a cage with an open door at one end. You put food in the other, the dog comes in, and when it picks up the food, the cage door shuts, and then you're able to transport the dog. Oh, have a heart traps. Have a heart. I wish I had known to call you earlier. Well, mm-hmm. see, that when you call us, we know everything. Better late, <laughs> but it's better late than yes. never. And well, then we- what we can do is take these, these animals down to the local shelter and then they can evaluate them and find out whether they can be rehabilitated to be in a family or not. Because obviously, if these dogs have been feral for a long period of time, they may not be fit to be companions inside a home. Well, I don't think they could do without each other, you know. Um, right. They were treated that way together, so they're used to each other. And it's, they're hunting dogs. I wish that hunters could come and, and work with them and take them, you know. But uh, when we have hunters on the farm, there's no, they hide, you know. Right, Tail certainly. between their legs. Um. Well, that's why I suggest really try the have a heart traps, Ruth. That should help a lot. Okay. G- give give your local um, animal shelter a call. They should know where to find those. Okay. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for calling. Mm-hmm. Well, Jack, or Jack calling from Oregon. Welcome to Animal Talk. Yeah, hi, Jack's the name over here. Yeah, it's nice and rainy over here. I don't know what it is like over here. Actually, at, it, was, anyway. it was sunshiny today here and warm in Michigan, which is unusual. Oh. Especially this time of year. It's unusual. Anyway, uh, <laughs> what got, I got to get a kick out of this, this poor lady. 
couldn't get this pill down his cat's throat. Well, our vet gave us a clue, okay? And uh, sometimes we have a, a, a very, about a 14-pound Bengal cat, you know, those spotted guys. Oh, absolutely. He is, he, he, you, you would not believe how strong this cat is. Anyway, here's what you do. The vet showed us how to do this. He cuts off a syringe to the point where it's the size of the pill, okay? It's called a, like we call it a pill popper. Then what you do is you, you squat down on the ground and you fold your legs and back so that he can't back through you, okay? Then you wrap a towel around his front paws because he'll try to paw your hand away from his mouth. Then you force his mouth open, put it in as far as you can, and you pop the pill down. And it's a trick with this cat, but the thing is, we do it. <laughs> yeah, they what they've done is just made a pill gun for you, which are actually yeah, well, commercially you, available. Yeah, you also, take a, you take a syringe, you know, just like a hypodermic syringe, sure. and you cut it down to the size of a pill or the opening, and then, then so that way it goes into his mouth, and it and when it pops, it goes to the back of his throat. Because usually, what they what they sell you to uh, when it, what comes with every set of pills for cat is a first aid kit for humans. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, that's what you need. Well, fortunately, this one. We, we, that's why you wrap a towel around the uh, wrap a towel around his front legs so that he he can't attack you. Well, I tell you what. Thanks a lot, Jack. That's a great suggestion. Well, uh, hopefully, you have just passed that along. Oh, good. We appreciate it, my friend. Thanks for really? calling. Yeah, bye. Oh goodness. <laughs> the Blarney flies in this place oh, so man. thick. <laughs> it's scary. Yes. You know, you know, you almost can't walk anywhere without stepping in a big pile of Blarney. One eight hundred Blarney Scoopers. There's a new product. <laughs> By the way, the next five people to call will get a free sample of Piggles, the dog treat that is going to replace pig ears for your dog. Very healthy and great tasting. I've tried them. They're not bad. <laughs> Dogs don't know it's not a pig ear. <laughs> They, they, it tastes as good as a pig <laughs> dog. They did, they did the palatability studies and all that kind of stuff. Every treat we give out on this show, you've tried, though. If you won't try a treat yourself, why would you give it to your dog? That's true. It's the eh? same thing with the training collars. <laughs> oh. I have not put a training collar on my dog that I wouldn't use on myself first. <laughs> okay, that's... Bark okay, collars, never... Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've actually felt the shock that a bark collar gives on the highest setting. I need a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> I need a vi- I need videos. Yeah. No videos ever uh, taken. Sorry. Explains those little marks on her neck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and here we thought it was a vampire. Yeah. Nope. Pink color. Right. No. <laughs> All right. Hey, let's go to the phones. Let's go to John. John, welcome to Animal Talk. Hi there. Hey, John. Um, what can we do you for? I, I love love listening to this show. Well, thank um, you. I, I, of course, I do. Um, actually, I'm. Uh, uh, an individual. I'm in my late 40s. I'm single, and uh, some folks a couple years ago thought that I needed a, a pet, so they brought me a miniature dachshund, <laughs> and and she is just uh, delightful. She's. I know it sounds strange, but she is just the greatest little animal. Um, she was real difficult to, to house train. I, I worked a lot with her trying to get her potty trained, and I would say even now she just. Uh, turn two, she does occasionally have uh, an accident. My question for you, actually just two short ones. First one is is that when I get ready for work, as soon as she hears the shower go go on, uh, she, I think, starts getting this anxiety built up mm-hmm. with her. 
And if I leave her out and I'm in the shower, I don't care if it's the size of a dime or she's been outside or whatever, she will try to manage just to leave me a little accident by saying, you know, hey, you're leaving. Thought you'd like to see this. <laughs> um, I think it's crappy if you're leaving, so I'll thought I'd... You're going to have to stick around at least a few more minutes to clean this up. <laughs> That's right. You have, you have some, something to clean up. And I, and I I guess, I don't know if, the, if dogs get back. I guess I look at it as maybe it's, you know, it's separation it, anxiety. Yes. Or, yeah, it, it is separation anxiety. They are not spiteful. They do not have the capacity to be spiteful. I know that's a lot of people will tell me, oh, my dog, he's just so stubborn. He does this or my dog gets into the garbage as soon as I leave the house just to show me that I shouldn't have left. And, and that's not the case. They're not that way. They love us. They're pack animals. We're their well, pack. They want to yeah. be with us. So and separation I, and I anxiety she does, is it. She looks when I come out, she looks just very, very guilty <laughs> that, that she's done that. And, and uh-huh. I guess I, I, I'd like just a little input on that. And then the mm-hmm. second one is, is um, because I am single, I live by myself, I do put her in a, in a kennel. Mm-hmm. Now, she runs in and gets in it just fine. I leave Good. her a treat. She's not happy about it, but she does do it. Um, our dog's okay in that, and but I always come home at lunchtime, you know. She's oh. basically about four hours she's in there, oh. and I come home at lunch. and then Your dog has got it made. Oh, but she is. <laughs> she's just a wonderful little animal. She really oh, is. She's She's got it made. Most people should be so lucky to be able to come home on their lunch hour and, and right. let their dog out. I mean, she's that's wonderful. Right. Do they feel okay in the, in the kennel? Absolutely. I would love to let her stay out. Well, but, uh, at this point, can. you know she you, you can't trust her yet. And it does become an anxiety thing. She knows your morning pattern. So that's why when she hears the shower, she starts to get a little anxious and things start to, she knows you're going to be leaving soon. So at those times when, because she knows what your pattern is, what you're going to do is you're going to put her in the crate while you're in the shower, while you're doing your morning routine. She's already had her morning with you. You've taken her outside. She's had her morning meal. And you've played with her for maybe five, ten minutes, and now you're going to go about your morning routine. While you're going about your morning routine, she is going to be in that crate. The best toy, there's a couple really great toys that you can use in the crate. One of them is called a Kong. Are you familiar with that? No, I'm not. Okay. It almost looks like a a thing of kids' stack rings, and it's got a hole in the bottom of it. I'm sorry, you said kids' what? Stack rings. It's like it's cone-shaped. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. And, and it's got a hole in the bottom. All and right. what you're going to do is you're going to take a little bit of peanut butter. And this is a very small amount. This is not packing that sucker full. <laughs> you want to okay. make sure you only use a little bit. And you're going to coat the inside of that with peanut butter, and you're going to freeze it overnight. So that becomes okay. the morning ritual. She gets that Kong when she goes in the crate while you're going about your morning routine. The other really great crate toy um, is busy. Busy pet toys. Busy ball, right. The busy balls. Those are incredible. And what those are is a plastic ball that has a hole in it that you can put cookies in. And she can move around that cookie, that ball, and cookies drop out occasionally. It stimulates her, keeps her occupied, and it also gives her a positive experience while you're gone. So she's going to say You know know what's going to happen, don't you, John? Pretty soon she's going to say, are you leaving yet? 
Yeah, I want that. I want that toy. Um, special crate toys. It's great that you're giving her a treat to encourage her to go into that cookie. That also makes it positive. But now we need to stimulate her in a, in a better way. The the busy balls are the a really good way to do it, and so are the Kongs. Um, both of those products are are out there on the market available. Um, that should help cut down the stress of you leaving. That's going to almost make her excited for you to go, just like Mark said. When are you leaving? I want that toy. Well, I, feel, I feel better about that. Do you think she'll get to the point where I can just leave her out? Eventually, or, with time. Or, there, but, you know, it doesn't really matter because dogs sleep 80% of their life. Right. When, when you're gone, she's sleeping most oh, of the time. Oh, absolutely. I mean, my, my dogs are up when I'm up with them. The rest of the time, they're asleep. I, I can, know. you know, they're... I'm not home. They're just zonking out waiting for that ball time when I get home. Um, But as far as keeping her in the crate for the rest of her life, I'll tell you, I have a seven-year-old and a three-year-old, and they are still crated to this day. They love it. If I take their crates away, they get upset. They love it. This is their bedroom. This is. There's nothing wrong with it. Nothing at all. she definitely has a sucker with me. I mean, she mm-hmm. does have a sucker. She's she's got that, you trained. <laughs> that's that's fine too. She's a, she's a great uh, great friend. So good. Well, well, I love your show and thanks yeah. for the advice. And I'll, right. I'll look for those. Those are right. those are great things. Let's put you on hold, John. Yeah, John, we're get actually, you. John, there's one more avenue you could explore. You could stop taking showers. <laughs> well, and then my, eventually, my, your coworkers would make you work from home. So my only other know. thing is that she has to come in with. But we're not there yet. Right. Okay, John, that's another call to another show. <laughs> Thank you. All right, John, we'll put you on hold so we can get you your biggles. One eight hundred seven three eight one eight eight six one eight hundred pet eighteen eighty six. Four more pickle samples to give away. So pick up the phone and give us a call. We also. Uh, would like you to uh, go ahead and email us at questions at animaltalkradio.com. Speaking of questions, let's do an email, Donna. Oh, I was waiting for him to do the four. Uh, uh, uh. Oh. <laughs> well, was, You're was... slacking over there. <laughs> okay, there are four more samples of pickles to give away. Yeah, four. Uh, uh. Okay, there we go. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I feel better now. Every time, every time we say a number, you say it, and it, I was it, just waiting ex- for it, it. If you expect it, though, it's just not as fun. <laughs> I know, but there are new listeners out there every day. Because remember, oh, nobody remember. expects the Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> <laughs> nobody expects. <laughs> All right. Email time. I have no idea what that means, but I thought I'd say it. Yeah. Okay, okay. let's do it. All right. There is no thing except for. You want me Just to, dear this, animal talk. A question. Yes. <laughs> dear animal talk. Congratulations, Skippy. You've got mail. I have a cat that is about a year and a half old. She has recently started pushing her water dish across the floor, creating a wet floor. Is there a way to make her stop that, or is there some reason she's doing that? Well, Doc, I mean, I'm not a behaviorist, I'm not a vet, but I thought a heavier water bowl would probably work, or one with a non-skid rubber bottom. You know, but who am I? But what's interesting about that question is, ask most cat owners, how often do their cat goes to the water dish, and they'll tell you they've never seen the cat go. So to see the cat pushing the bowl across, especially if it's an older kitty, I might be a little interested as a veterinarian to know a few numbers, like kidney values, glucose numbers, you know. Check things out a little bit first, but then, yes, I mean, then the practicality is you got to get something with sticky feet or something. Yeah, right, right. Exactly. But, you know, but what is this need to push the water ball? I think, I think it's. Is this- it at a year and a half old, it could be play. You know, it's not unusual, though, like you were saying with the kidneys and those sorts of right. things. We've but seen that year, in young dogs. Yeah, every once in a while. Cats, yeah. So. 
Well, it's like our cat. We have a Bengal, and she loves to drink water out of the fish tanks and, and out of the turtle tanks. Oh, good. <laughs> I mean, that that's her favorite thing to do, except oh. for we put a big 13-inch Oscar in the bottom tank. She didn't realize it. So the other day, she we had the lid open. I didn't notice, and she's up there with her paws just barely in the water and her nose. And that Oscar came up, bit her right on the nose. <laughs> I'll tell you what, you know what I found out? My cat can do a backflip. <laughs> That's a good thing. To I, know. I wanted a video. If I would have had a video, $10,000 was waiting for me from America's Funniest Home Videos. I know it was. Yeah. But no. It you, was missed, just, you missed just, the boat on that one. It's a great memory. Mm-hmm. Set it all up again is what I had to do with the video camera. <laughs> we, are still, we still have three more. Three. More samples of pickles to give away. <laughs> Chris calling from Nebraska. Chris, welcome to Animal Talk. What can we do to you today? I mean, for you. I've got uh, three rats, and two of them are just fine, but, you know, and I take them out, you know, and I hold them every day and play with them and whatnot. But, like, the third one, who I recently got from a uh, pet store, uh, she likes to, you know, I'll play with them, and then they'll get really, she'll get really hyperactive, and she'll run around and just start biting me. I'm <laughs> like, uh, no, that's bad. <laughs> Well, that is a bit unusual for a rat, but but it sounds like that this rat has not been socialized much. That right. it was a, a you know, um, a lot of times when you get rodents, especially from a pet store situation, they could have just been a part of a, a breeding program. They may have actually been purchased as feeder rats, mm-hmm. and they be end up bought as pets. Um, I must admit, buying a rat from a breeder. Mm-hmm. Is going to be a better chance of the the rat being socialized, not guaranteed, yeah, but a better chance. And it, it just it's it's really a a fine line. Mm-hmm. I guess it depends on every animal. I don't know whether it it's does. a breeder, or a story. It's kind of the it, luck of the draw. Well, it, it could yeah. also be the this particular rat. <laughs> is it a male or a female? You, uh, all, of, all of mine are are females. The first two I got from uh, the Humane Society. They were up for adoption, and then the. Uh, uh, la- this last one I got from the pet store. Boy, I, I tell you, what, I, I'm to be honest with you, I'm kind of at a loss to do what to do for you a know, rat I'll, that bites. I don't know how to do correction. I'll tell you how to give a good correction that doesn't come from your hands, because mm-hmm. I, I know that the natural instinct is to want to just right in the nose, flick them yeah. right there in the <laughs> nose. Uh, but if you do that, then you're going to make them very hand shy. She's not going to want to come up and, and acknowledge that, you know, because yeah. you have to understand from her perspective, the very first thing she's seeing is the hand coming at her. Yeah. <laughs> she, yeah. They don't always associate <laughs> hand yeah, hand attached to rest of body. Um, takes them a while to, to figure that one out. Um, but one of the, the quickest is giving them a little puff of air. If you're holding her in your hands and her, her head is away from you and She's nibbling on your finger. You can just give her a little quick, just a little puff of air. Just, yeah, yeah, just real quick, um, and and then you can give her some sort of treat or praise or something like that. Okay. Um, but really, the the puff of air is usually enough to get them to kind of kind of you know, whoa, what what was that? What's going on? What, um, what? That's yeah. <laughs> that's no, what I, like when I when I introduced her into the cage because they all three share the same cage. Mm-hmm. I, I used you know we had some problems with. Uh, her and uh, the dominant female that mm-hmm. was already in there, you know, fighting. So I used a, uh, a squirt bottle, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. a misting bottle yep. like you use for tanning. And yep. I'd be like, squirt, you know, when they'd start fighting, I'd just squirt them both. And they'd look at me and go, gee, thanks. <laughs> and go sit in the corner for a little bit. Right. And th- th- you can do the same thing. The puff of air works the same way. You may not always have the squirt bottle handy. So knowing that you can just give her a quick little burst of, of air, um, you can also smack, uh, or snap your fingers. Do something with the other hand near around okay. her that's going to kind of take her attention away from that. 
Okay. So away yeah, from the a biting. Few times I've gotten like bitten in the ear and the nose, and it's just like mm-hmm. What what she's going to start to associate is every time the mouth touches anything you don't want her to, she's going to get some sort of a correction. But with a rat, obviously, we can't do anything too harsh. Yeah. And yeah. and no, just doesn't get the job done with these guys. So, <laughs> um, you know, they just don't seem to respond to that. So you have to do something that's going to kind of deter their attention away from something else. Okay. Alrighty. One of the other things that you might want to look at as far as a um, a uh, a place to go, a website to go to, is the ratlady.com. Uh-huh. Because she, Debbie DuCummins, who's been on our show as a guest a number of times, is just, uh, there, there's nothing about the about rats that she does not know. Okay. She's the, uh, she's... Fanatical? Ah, <laughs> uh, well, that's a word. Uh, but, but she really, she, uh, she is the world's foremost authority on rats. So you may want to check her out as well because she'll be able to give you a lot of good information. Uh, There's a a couple of very good rat um, online communities on Yahoo as well. And sometimes these online communities, these posting groups. Chat rooms. The chat rooms you get. Okay, thank (laughs) you. He didn't want to say that. (laughs) (laughs) Chat rooms you get a lot of good information. Uh, And and some place to go. Plus it gives you a chance to uh, commune with other rat lovers. All righty. All right, hey, we appreciate your call. Thanks a lot, Chris. We're going to put you on hold and get your get you your sample of pickles. Okay. One eight hundred. Did you ask him if he had a dog? No, rats can eat pickles. Okay. Would a rat eat pickles? Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, a rat will eat anything. Oh yeah, they will. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> you kidding? Uh, you, that was one of those times where you spoke before you thought about it. <laughs> I, I mean, you're talking about something that's made out of wheat and pork. Yeah. I think yeah. that rats yeah. will definitely eat that. You're listening to Mark, Mark, and Donna here. On Animal Talk on the IE America Radio Network. No, that wasn't a hair lip dog. There's actually Dr. Mark Halsager and me. (laughs) (laughs) That's the sound a hair lip dog makes. Mark, 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 Mark. Oh, fine. Come on in and join us for some corned beef and cabbage here on Animal Talk. That's not fair. We don't have any here. You like corned beef and cabbage? Yes. Theater of the mind, Donna. Theater of the mind. <laughs> Roll with it, honey. <laughs> we have corned beef and cabbage and Guinness. It's all sitting right here. Can't you smell it? No, you didn't fact, tell if you me scra- we were playing mystery food and beverage. <laughs> <laughs> and if people will scratch their radio speakers, they can smell it too. So, oh no! Animal see, Talk has now gone scratch no, and sniff. No, no, no. That's never a good idea. Trust me, never. people. You do not want to smell what's going on in here. <laughs> Maybe in your room. <laughs> Ah, no more scratch and sniff here at Animal Talk. No. <laughs> Especially as much as we talk about poop and vomit. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah, we were talking about the whole show last week was stink. Yes, stink. <laughs> and this time was nudicles. You know, can it, is nudicles up or down from snake stink? Oh, I don't know. It's <laughs> a lateral move, I think. Yeah. Right. yeah. Okay, let's go to Rand in New Mexico. Hey, Rand, welcome to Animal Talk. Howdy, everybody. I love your show. Well, thank you um, so much. I have, a, I have two questions. The first one is about communicable diseases, animal to human, or rather human to animal. I am coming down with a wretched St. Patrick's Day cold, and I want to know if the human uh, cold virus is communicable to dogs. Is it zoonotic, Doc? Not generally speaking, no. It's, we worry about strep and staph infections to some degree, but as a general rule, flus, colds, we don't equate those to a risk to the pets in the house. Right. Now, now with a, it, maybe it, the exception of the guinea pig. Right. But. If you have swine or if you have birds, now there's well birds not so much but pigs and and uh, like fowl like 
chickens and turkeys you can transfer back and forth. Well, certain you. certain viruses. Right. Cause well, I, I've dated some swine, but but <laughs> not currently. But, but not currently. Oh. The other question I have: I have um, two huskies from the pound. They're rescue huskies, and one's fourteen and a half, and the other one is one and a half. And the one and a half year old does something very strange. She licks metal. Now, this is sort of any metal. She'll lick the metal leg of the chair. She'll lick um, the metal bars of her uh, crate. She'll lick um, the metal stand to my fluorescent indoor light unit. Hmm. And she doesn't gnaw on them. She doesn't pee on them. She just licks them. But she's obviously in a contemplative manner. She's lacking stainless steel in her diet. It's obvious. (laughs) You know what the problem is, Rand? You've made your dog neurotic. Oh, thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for sharing. Yeah, this, this coming from the boy who ate paint chips as a child. So. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, as a child? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're great. Little you know, salsa. They're one. Oh, uh, anyway, I would love so to what? be your psychoanalyst. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, why would they? She did, is it just displacement activity of some kind? Or? It it can start out as a, a boredom. Certainly, yeah. she got bored, and now it's a habit. Um, I my dog. And she just made us like it. Yeah, it, it's cool. It, yeah, different it, texture, it, different feel. I thought it, yeah, it, it is. Cool, you know, they are cool temperatures. Mm-hmm. She's well, a Siberian, especially so. uh, licking the the cage bars themselves. I mean, who knows what kind of smells are on those bars? <laughs> Does this mean in the winter we're going to find her attached to a flagpole outside? <laughs> yeah, I, would, I would, did have some worries about that. Good thing he's in New Mexico. Oh, Hey, Dad, I licked the slide. Come and get me off this slide. <laughs> I'm stuck. I'm stuck. No, um, part of that can... Now, that's a childhood it, memory I could have lived yeah. without. Yeah. No, that's that's something she's doing probably more now out of just pure habit than anything. Okay, My dog what I does what I call walk-by lickings. She'll walk by and lick anything. It doesn't matter. She's, you know, my pant leg, the chair, the stove. It doesn't matter. Well, There's... my older husky, the 14-and-a-half-year-old, has currently gotten into licking cover of his bed. Hmm. Oh, well, you know, there could be a lot of really good smells on the cover of the bed, considering I'm sure he likes to lay around outside, and and a lot of other things. Uh, Anal gland scent is probably one of the biggest Oh, I forgot the good old anal gland. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) Remember, nobody expects the (laughs) anal glands. (laughs) Right, and I'll tell you, they they like to remind you every now and then that they exist. (laughs) But that could be part of the the licking. But a lot of that can be boredom. What you need to do, especially being a Siberian Huskies, you've got a, a breed of dog that really needs a lot of of stimulation and, and yeah. they're, they need to be busy or yes. they get bored and they get destructive. Yeah. Um, so what you want to do is get, go to pe- uh, busypettoys.com mm-hmm. and look into getting a busy ball. Um, the uh, Kong is a great one. Have you used Kongs? Yeah. Uh, okay. No, I haven't. I've seen them around, but okay. um, busy pet toys. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. Busy. Yeah, well, that might have been a useful thing to give some of the people I've been dating, but um, <laughs> thanks a lot, right. everybody. Hey, hey sure. Rand, we're going to come out with a new T-shirt just in honor of you. Really? We, it's going to say anal, brand, bl- anal glands express them. Oh, jeez. <laughs> you don't know how apropos that is. <laughs> Bye. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Hey, Rand, we're going to put you on hold and get your information, get you out your free pickles, okay? Oh, thanks. All right. I don't. Even yep. let's go on next call. Hey Chuck, welcome to Nebraska. How you doing, buddy? Welcome to Nebraska. <laughs> How are you doing?
<laughs> uh, we're lost in sauce, buddy. You, know, you guys are having way too much fun. You know that. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? <laughs> Not just us, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine what they think if they heard this place when we're on breaks? Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Well, what happened on breaks would get us? You probably don't broadcast that, though. Yeah. Oh, no. Because <laughs> we'd be arrested. FCC has rules against that. Yes. <laughs> yes, they do. Uh, what can we do for you, Chuck? Hey, uh, I tell you what. I got a, a border collie, mm-hmm. and I called you guys up about probably about, uh, uh, I suppose, eight, nine, ten months ago, something like that. I can't re- really remember, but and uh, you gave me some advice. This dog was a one-person dog, completely one-person dog, and that was my wife. Mm. And you gave me some advice that said that uh, just, you know, uh, you give feed. him some time and, and work with him and, and stuff like that, and, and I did. And I just want to thank you guys for what you said to me because I really worked with this dog, and and now he's kind of on my side. <laughs> <laughs> and that doesn't bother you so much, does it? No, not really. No. Excellent. excellent. No, I, I actually this, this this phone call is just to thank you for your advice. Well, hey, Chuck, and I, I sure appreciate that because it it, it sure worked out. Gr- it worked out great. Yeah. Well, since you like us so much, we're going to give you some free pickles. <laughs> you know, actually, I, I, I told you, uh, person that uh, answered the phone, I, you know, I don't really need that. I just wanted to thank you. You know for, what? It doesn't matter advice. because you thanked us and said we're wonderful. We'll be glad to give you prizes. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, whatever. But... <laughs> yeah, you know, Colin sucking up to us. Get your stuff. Trust That's me. Right. <laughs> uh, this, this, this dog, that, that border collie. I don't. Know, uh, what, what's what's uh, some of the history on the border collie anyway? Is it? Uh, uh, they crossed them with an insane coyote. <laughs> Well, okay. Cre- <laughs> well, I can I can almost imagine that. Yeah. Insane but, uh, coyote. Where do you come up with this stuff? Uh, you know, it, you should see what we're riddled, at the dog show all weekend. <laughs> rattles around in my brain. Oh, I'm scared. Well, you know, actually, because I I had a uh, my grandson. He was only two years old, and and I had him out uh, outside right before Halloween, and I put a mask on and tried to scare my grandson, which worked very well. And <laughs> and uh, this dog. Boy, it's tough to scare those two years old, two and three year olds, isn't it? Well, I didn't mean to do it that way. But <laughs> <laughs> not, not to the extent that it, it happened, but uh, he, uh, the dog came between me and my grandson, mm-hmm. and I had ripped that mask off so he wouldn't try to take me. That, <laughs> I thought there for a second. Border collies are very protective, and they're great herding animals. You know, you can get a group of like five or six kids in the backyard. Border collies will hurt them. Oh, it's wonderful. Keep them in little groups. They <laughs> can't get away. It's yeah. so funny Herd, to watch. H-H-E-R-D. Oh, H-H-E-R-D. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That hurt. Yeah, hurt. <laughs> yeah, they'll keep them all corralled in a corner. When mm-hmm. one of them tries to walk away, just kind of runs it back <laughs> in. Walks them back in. Really? I just oh, had it's... a brilliant idea for a new daycare. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, they're, they, they love to be busy, and they certainly love to be... Um, Moving things in where they believe they belong. <laughs> All right, I tell you, I tell you what, Chuck. Ah, okay, but they are protective. Yes, mm-hmm. they're very protective, and they, they are also one-person dog, also, aren't they? Uh, depends. It it really would well, depend. Well, we got the dog when it's eight months old. I don't know what happens. Right, right. Happens. right. It really does you. depend. Normally, they they acclimate very well to a family. Well, I'll tell you what, yeah. Chuck, we're going to put you on hold so you can get your information and get your prices. Hey. And we'll be right back here on the Animal Talk Radio Network. As St. Patrick chased all your snakes out of your house, well then, give Animal Talk a call. So if that's the case, give me a call. I can tell you how to get it filled back up again. That's right. Because, you know, a house without <laughs> snakes is scary, scary. <laughs> hey, let's go to Dennis. Hey, Dennis, welcome to Animal Talk. How are you? Crazy, Dennis. I got a dog that digs holes. 
Oh, no. <laughs> All over the place to dig holes. Mm-hmm. All right, Donna, go ahead and go through the laundry list of questions yes. you must ask. Yes, I do. Uh, are you out with your pet? What do you mean out with my pet? Do you go outside with them in the yard? Oh, yeah. Okay. So, every time? Uh, no, not every time. Okay. And how long, at what point do you think that these holes are starting? Does he do it when you're out there with him, or does he do it when you're not? It does it when I'm not with, the, mm-hmm. with her. That's, that's the answer to your question. If you know that your dog is digging a hole when you're not there, you must be there because then he won't dig. Dogs dig out of pure boredom. There's nothing better to do unless they're digging up something they buried earlier. Um, but the main, the main motivation factor is there could be a good smell or it's just bored. Got to find something to do. If you're not there to prevent this behavior, you're never going to be able to stop it. In other words, you can't let your dog go outside unattended. No. It's the only way to truly stop digging because you can't correct after the fact. No, you cannot. Taking them back to the scene of the crime teaches them to fear you, not Mm -hmm. the action. If you can catch them in the action, that's when you can administer a correction. Lots and lots of concrete would be the other answer. Yeah, yeah con- yep, concrete <laughs> Pave the whole acre and a half um, and you'll the, be all set. The other thing that you can, <laughs> you can do is give them a sandbox. Some dogs will acclimate very well to having their own sandbox where they can do digging, and this would be a place where you would bury something that uh, smells good, where they could dig it up, and give them praise for being in this box. Ex-wives are a good thing to start with. Oh, Family cat. <laughs> Family cat. Family cat. Oh. Chili, pa- chili powder doesn't work? No. no. Mm. Somebody not a, told me to put chili powder out well, where they the, dug the hole. Because the, it's still, I mean, okay, the, the, the other thing you need to understand, too, is most of the time a dog will not revisit the same hole they'll go and create a new one so you can put chili powder in one hole but that other hole they're going to start a new one somewhere else the really the only way you're going to stop this is to be there with them sorry about that dennis we don't have a better answer for you because that's the only one hey yeah. thank you so much for being here this week dr mark alsager thank you so much for sitting in for dr i Brad. always like coming to visit and check out our website at animaltalkradio.com and as always have an exotic week and kiss your wild thing for us Well, there you go. That wraps up another Animal Talk Rewind. Thanks to Mark and Donna and Dr. Mark Allsager. Always so much fun. Always doing these shows and love sharing them with you. Thank you so much for tuning in and and hanging out with us. Do us a favor, if you could, just go on down, hit that little like button, subscribe, leave a comment. It really, really helps. Wherever you download your podcast, it uh, truly assists us in, in, in... keeping on doing this for you so lots more rewinds to share with you lots more animal fun fresh stuff coming up don't forget to hit the website animaltalkradio.com and then all the social medias animal talk radio on twitter instagram facebook like and subscribe leave a comment it really really does help and we truly do appreciate you spending time with us every week or so so uh once again animaltalkradio.com jamie thanks for being with us Storm in the castle. Take it away. Take it away. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.